Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to... What's new? Nancy Drew. Come get a clue. Boop, boop, adoo. This podcast is part of the Fandom Limb Media Podcast Network. So go to fandomlimb.com to check out all the other awesome pop culture podcasts. Here on What's New Nancy Drew, we discuss the weekly CW episodes of Nancy Drew. Today, we'll be talking about Season 3, Episode 6, The Myth of the Ensnared Hunter. What'd you think of this one? Just straight up? Yeah. What are my thoughts on this episode? Yeah. I liked it. I I thought there were some really fun character things. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this season started so strongly. And then these last couple episodes have, I don't know if they're just trying to figure out pacing or if they're trying to set up things. But I feel like these last two episodes weren't quite as strong as the first few. What about you? It seemed different. Maybe like the directing of it because like Nancy seemed happier. Like just her acting in general. It was not as doom and gloom. Yeah, she opens up a little bit mm-hmm. with like the Ryan situation. Yeah, and it could just be that situation that like led to her being able to do that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was directed by someone new. Yeah, it could have been. So we start on a paper route with young Trot and we see the back of his hair again. So I got excited about that because I was like, oh, we're getting more of him. Maybe we'll get to find out what I was predicting last time that maybe he had some sort of trauma as a child. Mm -hmm. And did you catch what the newspaper said that he was throwing out? Yeah, that Jeffrey Dahmer pleads guilty. This was January 15th, 1992. So I guess this moment was just showing one serial killer to the next. Yeah, I think so. Kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And we have Nancy retracing, I must have said Jeffrey, retracing Trot's pedal route. This confused me. I'm not even going to pretend that I understood what she was doing. She had a thing with addresses. She was trying to figure out where the monster, so the guy with the, the hat, where he originated from. And I did not understand how she was doing it. So it kind of made sense when she had the map and she was looking and she could see the house numbers. But then once Pearson Street was no longer like that dirt road, and then she goes, was she at the police station? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, to go get the map from 1992. When she starts doing the overhead uh, marking, is that an overhead? The transparent thing. I don't know how she knew that that X, I don't know why she knew that was the right spot. So I'm with you there. It was confusing. What I did like about the scene was her leaving the message for Hannah. And it was a way for us to get like the character development there. In addition to giving us the info of what she's doing. It made me suspicious of Hannah. I was actually like, oh no, is Hannah missing? Is Hannah dead? (laughs) Apparently now I just think all of the characters are dead. (laughs) But I, I was a little worried about Hannah. And of course, where this episode ends up going, it's something different, potentially. Mm hmm. But I'm glad they had that in the beginning to lead to where it goes. Yes. And then we go on to George and Bess. And so is the show now sponsored by Chime? Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's got Nick sending money to Bess. Is Chime an actual app? It is. I looked it up. Well, if if Chime would like to sponsor us, (laughs) they're welcome to do that. I I don't know. It seemed interesting. I did think it was funny that Nick sent Bess more money than Ace gave him because with these close-up shots, now I'm just like focused on like trying to figure out why they're showing it to us. Especially because Bess is carrying like a box of yarn and that was now the $150 worth of yarn. Who knows? I mean, crafts are expensive. You know that. It's true. We don't know what else was in there. Yeah. And... George made a comment about get reimbursed this time. I'm not giving you a raise. And so maybe there was another time he was paying her back for multiple. Oh, yeah, probably. So that could it, be. Yeah. But yeah, I I was getting flashbacks to the core water bottle. That oh. was in another one. <laughs> I think they purposely do this like really blatant product placement whenever they're doing it. Maybe it's that and or... They're just really trying to get to something about these friends owing each other money. It's going to be a storyline down the... (laughs) Yeah, that could be too. This was the first time that I noticed that it's called the Youth Collective. Because I keep writing Youth Center. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I can still write YC. Because it says Youth Collective on the side of the building. So... Oh, yeah. George is upset because Nick has not talked to her since their argument last night. 
Yeah, I love the when he sends a chime to Bess and George just goes, oh, at least he's chiming someone. And Bess is like, oh, he owes you money too. <laughs> oh, sweet Bess. <laughs> right. There's no reason that he would owe her money. <laughs> no. Bess is kind of siding with Nick, it sounds like. But George is just still really mad because Nick won't talk about the argument, which is, you know, a double standard because she didn't talk to him and that's why he got mad. So now he's not talking to her and now she's getting mad. And They're all a mess. I'm uh, really glad it gets addressed in this episode, though. Mm-hmm. And Bess is like, well, you lied. And George is like, I went to a dentist. I like that line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just not my dentist. And really important with George is she is re-motivated to find a way to not die. So that's going to be what her storyline is. Digging back into research to see if there's any way to separate Odette from her. Mm -hmm. So it can extend her life past 10 years. Yes. I'm feeling like that's going to be successful. I think that we're going to get some sort of separation, even if it causes more problems. I'm sure it'll cause more Uh, problems. For sure. But I feel like that might be resolved somewhat soon. And maybe we'll get like one more episode with Odette Mm -hmm. um, as like a final farewell. And then it'll be interesting to see what happens with Nick. Because I don't know if they're going to get married if she's not dying. Oh, really? It seems like he was more changing his mind because she was. So it's like, I won't get to grow old with her. We'll have to see. Yeah. I I, I just think it'll lead to more potential storylines. Oh, for sure. And inside the Youth Collective, we have Ryan. And he is (laughs) sitting in Addie's seat. And glad to see that there's kids still. Glad to see that the Youth Center is still happening. We find out in this that Nick has a couple tutorings coming up. So I was like, awesome. They're being successful. Mm -hmm. But with Ryan and Addie's seat, Bess has zero chill. No. And when he tells her that Addie was sick and oh, 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 what is she sick with? I mean, sure. No, we had one random coffee date and then a hookup. But (laughs) and he just slowly goes to cover this like 12 year old's ears. (laughs) It's like Ryan. It's fine. It was very funny. Yeah, and she's all germs. That's all that matters, and goes off. And when Ryan turns to the kittens and like, I am so sorry, I sat here. <laughs> he was a gem this episode. He was. She best makes sure in that moment to say that it's not a big deal because she's not looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely seems like she's wanting something. Oh, yeah. Which when they hooked up, I was like, I don't want this to happen because I want to have to deal with all this. But but yeah, we had an episode off from it. Yeah. Addie was not dealt with at all in the last one. So I'm and she wasn't even in this episode, but I'm glad that they kind of addressed this. I mean, she was on camera footage. But (laughs) yes, she certainly was. Uh, And then George and Nick have their little spat about the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Where she's like, anything you want to talk about? Oh, the vacuum cleaner broke. It's twice this week. This was such a realistic response from her. Be like, that's what you want to talk about? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, I've had that conversation before. (laughs) And why does the vacuum keep breaking, Sarah? Uh, Because of all the stuff he keeps sweeping under the rug. That was so dramatic and ridiculous. And also doesn't actually make sense. No, because she's the one who does it. (laughs) But also, if it's under the rug, the vacuum's not going to get it. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're <laughs> lifting up the rug to vacuum. Sure, and sure. And then, you know, you get really clogged up there. Well, I just revealed how I vacuum, so shh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't see it, it's not there. You have carpeting, it's fine. That's <laughs> true. And then Nancy sends a text uh, for, you know, everybody to get together. But George and Bess, they go off. Immediately. They're like, well, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Did it feel to you, what, what, were your th- what were your thoughts on that? It seemed very strange. I don't know. All of them. I know that it's like a 911 call from Nancy almost every day. Literally. Because an episode a day, basically. Yeah. But I mean, usually it is pretty important. Right. It's a serial killer. It felt to me like they were over it. Mm -hmm. And the first time I watched this scene, I kind of... I was distracted and I kind of missed that George was like, I'm going to do more research to get Odette separated from me. Mm -hmm. So when they scurried away, I was like, clearly they're going to go do something else story related, but I'd miss what it was. I was like, dang, they really just don't want to help Nancy anymore. And I was wondering if I had missed like some issue with them being annoyed with her. I I agree. It happened real fast. But I'm 
glad it happened because it leads to Ace also not being available and mm-hmm. Nick not being available because of the tutoring. But guess who is there to help Nancy? Ryan. He was so excited. He was. And she desperately, like, I would have been, would have not been shocked if she looked over those kids. It's like, you guys free? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted 81 butt Ryan. Yeah. She comes in hot talking about, I found out where the cage is and there's no way he's going to go back there because he wasn't happy about being locked in the cage. And I love Ryan hovering and she's like, Ryan, just come over here and listen if you want to listen because you're driving me crazy. That was great. That was such a she's the parent moment. Yeah. Which we get a little bit of that throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they they help each other grow. They do. Slowly, but Very surely. Slowly. <laughs> oh, man. Then we go to a scene that had me anxious, which was Ace and Carson at the station. Ace is giving his statement about what happened with Mr. Bobsey. Yeah, so he finishes up and then the officer gives him the papers to sign. And when Carson looks it over, he's like, no, this was supposed to be for a mute. Wouldn't you check that first before you actually let him talk? I would have. Who knows? Maybe Ace just busted and just started talking. Who knows? Maybe Carson's done this enough that he knows that Ace can say whatever. And as yeah. long as he doesn't sign it, it doesn't matter. But still save yourself the time. Right. And he probably did trust DA Rosario. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So he was led to believe by DA Rosario that Ace was going to have immunity if he gave the statement. And then, like you said, it wasn't there. What is that going to do with their relationship? Well, I guess like at the end, it kind of worked out in Ace's favor. So I don't know that it will really come up i hope it does just a little Mm -hmm. because this is like a potential blossoming romance yeah and i feel like her excluding something on a document that she was going to put on there for him would have been something that could maybe throw a little wrench into them for a second yeah i liked where carson put his priorities this episode yes it was all about ace but i would have been curious to see if that did have some sort of you know, it's a little, I, I I would have liked to see him be like, oh, my, my lady friend did that. You know, that kind of moment. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it wasn't her. I wonder if the the police ended up taking it out of there without talking to her. Um, because we've already seen it was in the past, but we know that the department can be corrupt. And we know, you know, just in life in general, you know, police departments can be corrupt. So it could have been a little bit of trying to play games there. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll have to see. And like you said, it all worked out in the end of the episode. So, And then Ace sees his parents at the police station and runs over to them, which I would have been a little bit hesitant, I think. If my dad kicked me out of the house the night before, I don't know that I'd be running over to him. I mean, he wanted to know why they were there. But yeah, I would still be angry. Yeah. And we find out that they're there because somebody threw a brick with the word rat on it through Ace's window at home. Yeah. So, of course, I think it's Bertram Bobsey. I'm really glad that it wasn't a brick with a rat attached to it, because that's what I heard at first, and I was very traumatized. I'm <laughs> glad it was just the word rat. Yes. Oh, I wonder if it is related to Bertram Bobsey, or if it's related to the road back. Was he a rat at all with any of that stuff with Grant? I felt like it was the Bertram Bobsey. I thought so, too. I feel like if it was the road back, they would have just killed the parents. <laughs> that's an excellent point. <laughs> uh you're definitely right though to be suspicious and the road back will be a thing that we deal with at some point but i just took it as yeah of course it's bob yeah just trying to get to him and his dad's being all tough like we can take care of ourselves and ace is like i don't you know you guys need to stop worrying about protecting me i want to make sure my parents are fine they go outside and ace is like okay carson i'm gonna you know i'm gonna lay low i'm gonna let the police and carson's like no you need to go find bobsy right now yeah and i loved that because that's showing again his priorities but also that he knows that the drew crew can solve these things yeah they get results right so So he knows he can trust them go do that and ace is like how am i supposed to do that well, Turn fortunately, <laughs> uh, yeah, Amanda, your favorite character is back. I mean, she's not my least favorite character. She might have been my least favorite character in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she shows up and 
no, you're right. I do not like her. She shows up and she immediately just starts hugging and kissing on Ace. Carson's like, mm, bye. Yeah, real awkward. I mean, he's a dad. And no, she, I mean Amanda and Ace for being awkward. Yeah, especially because she's then like, oh, I was going to call you after. I was like, he is so low on your priority list. You're yeah. not even there to see him. No. At all. Yeah, when the police call, because she said that they called to ask her about his whereabouts, her dad's whereabouts. So she thought she would just come in to talk to them. She could have called Ace on the way in. She could have sent a text. She had time. This is how I feel about the Bobsies. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I'm over them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My note at that scene was, I do not trust her. (laughs) Oh, no. I never trust any of the Bobsies. She says she doesn't know where her dad is. And then he's like, well, you know, she can tell something's going on. And he's like, well, let's go talk over coffee. I didn't know if they were going to because she didn't answer. It was very much like, come with me on this road trip. Like she didn't answer. And so I was like, I don't know if he's actually going to get coffee. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. But first, a better scene. We go over to Nancy and Ryan in the woods. Yeah, this was so cute. So Nancy's telling telling him about the time where she was in the woods, saving this woman from this person that was swindling her. And Ryan is so happy to hear these stories. Like Nancy's like, you don't want to hear all the details. And he's like, no, I I really do. I missed all this stuff in your life. I want to hear about it. And so she's like, oh, okay. And then she tells a story about the fiddlehead soup and the love potion and all that kind of stuff. It said a lot about her growth and willingness to communicate with him that she gave him that information and didn't Mm -hmm. resist yeah and maybe this is kind of going to what you were saying about nancy seemed just happier and more fun because i feel like you know a previous nancy wouldn't have done that but this is a nancy that doesn't have a wraith on her i was just like that just clicked that this season she doesn't have a wraith and she did all last season Mm -hmm. this season this episode specifically like i see where you're coming from but i do think she's been happier this season in general yeah making the jokes yeah for sure which is why it was kind of wild when she had the wraith in season two because we didn't we only had one season with her like she wasn't Mm -hmm. fully developed when they like twisted it yeah but it's paying off now oh yeah for sure and then nancy wants ryan to tell her a story And she wants to hear about Lucy. Speaking of jokes, 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 jokes. He says she's funny. Oh, because Nancy's funny. I got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's a joke? (laughs) That was cute. She's like, I really, I'm really, I really like that. Or I'm really glad you told me that. Or it was just, it was just a genuine little moment. Then they get to a river and he's like, oh, it looked smaller on this little map here. You know, wondering how Trot was able to cross it. And she's like, well, winter before climate change, he would have been able to walk across it. So she's like, so roll up your pants. We're going to go ahead and cross. I was looking at his pants. His pants are way too tight. He could not have rolled them up. (laughs) He also doesn't even like that we see. He doesn't even take off his shoes. Like she's carrying her shoes. She's wading through the water. And he just like looks so disappointed (laughs) and distraught. But he keeps going. Of course. Back at the Historical Society, George and Bess are doing some research. George doing research on, in some books. Bess doing some research on Addie's profile. <laughs> Did you know, Sarah, that demonic and natural regression not only has a part two, but also had a part one? I did not know that. <laughs> George's delivery there was really funny. She's just going through all the different things. And yeah, that's when we see Addie's profile. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bess, 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 Bess. Yeah, we learned Bess has never been rejected. Which I'm not shocked. Her personality and she's just stunning and bubbly and yeah, not surprised. Yeah. But then I had to think about it. I was like, wait, how did her other relationships in this show end? And I was like, oh. Well, she ghosted Lizbeth. <laughs> ghost. And then Odette ghosted her, I guess. Because she was a ghost. So it wasn't rejection. It was just. It was It was doomed. It was yeah. a star-crossed lovers never gonna happen kind of relationship yeah so and then her husband um but i don't think that was actually a relationship thank you for (laughs) reminding me that she had a husband (laughs) forgot about that one yeah but it turns out she already did do some research because she immediately is like oh well in this book it's about the diaz case and 
she had like a demon in her or like she had bouts of sleepwalking with no memory of what was going on. And so they're like, oh, sound familiar? Yeah, the old nun. She was healed by a three-day release ritual and prayer of liberation. It was cool that they found this new information and they're like, "What? why didn't we find this before? And they're like, well, we were a little distracted with all of the other stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I like that they addressed that. But definitely strange that Hannah didn't mention it because she definitely knew about it. Were you suspicious of Hannah at this point? Well, I don't know if I was actually suspicious of her, but of the whole situation, because it was clear that there was more to the story, that she knew something and was hiding it for a reason. Gotcha. So I didn't know if the reason was good or bad. Okay. Do you remember Father Shane? I sure don't. He was in The Whisper Box, episode uh, 113. Oh, where Nancy's like trapped in that other reality. Oh. Uh, he's the one that like creepily pops up in the backseat when Ace gets the holy water from him. Like nice. he buys holy water from him. Nice memory. Yeah. But he's the one who wrote these books on this release ritual and all that stuff for, for exercising uh, demons and everything. Which they're focusing a lot on demons. And Odette's not a demon. Yeah, well, if they do get their hands on this thing, I don't feel like it's going to work quite right. No, I don't think so either. Well, they also start to suspect that the priest might have had a little crush on Hannah. And Bess is like, let's hope so. Do, do, do. They're going to use it against him. Yeah. Then we go back to Nancy and Ryan finding a creepy deserted house. Um, did it look creepy and deserted from that angle to you? Because to me, it looked like there were still some like window plants and st- it looked like it was still like slightly taken care of. Yes, I agree. It looked like it was. Okay. There was like one vine that was like overgrown. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Just Nancy's the- going straight to rock through the window to get in there. Hilarious. Yeah. And Ryan's like, oh, why don't we just take a second and look around first? And she's like, oh, you wanted to know what I was like as a kid. <laughs> I'm still like that. <laughs> You know, fortunately, unfortunately, he finds something and ends up falling through the ground. Ryan! Ma! Commercial break. (laughs) Yeah, and he is hurt. um, But I, it was really sweet that even though he messed up his shoulder, he was more concerned about Nancy. He's like, are you okay? It's like, yeah, she's climbing down carefully. You just fell. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. And then also sweet that she wanted to get him out to get him medical attention. And he's like, no, we're going to, you know, find your, your monster killer thing. Did you like how she fixed his shoulder and distracted him? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> we need to see this chore wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I need a close up. We need our own version in our own houses. Yeah. Nope. I don't want that. That gave me. <laughs> I immediately regret saying that. But. Yeah, so she was like, okay, this is going to hurt, but it'll hurt more if I don't do it. He's like, do you know how to do that? Do you know how to do that? And she's like, oh, so you're... Have you been outsourcing your chore wheel duties to Ace? What? Crack! (laughs) (laughs) It was was great. It was very funny because there was no... Like, that was the first reference of it for the episode. Yeah. So funny. And then she asked him again, and he's like, I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) As they're walking around, yeah. And then back with Bess and George... They're talking with Father Shane under the guise of doing a newsletter about uh, possessions. He's like, I don't remember Hannah having a newsletter. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're lying to you. (laughs) They're clearly lying. He wants to know when Hannah's showing up. He is focused and has one thing on his mind, and that is Hannah. And uh, George is like, yeah, blah, 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 release ritual. And she's like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> she gives up real quick and just tells him what's up. Oh, yeah, because he's like, well, Hannah already knows all about that. So I don't know why she would want to ask me because that's why we stopped talking. He was getting short with them. Yeah. Which, which fair. Because they were clearly up to something. Right. George does drop her real fast. She's like, okay, here's what's going on. I got this dead French woman in me and I need to get her out. And so he talks about the soul splitter. But it was created through dark magic. And there was someone who owned one during the Civil War. The last one was in the private collection in New Hampshire. But that collection was stolen. And no one knows where it is now. It, it, are you talking about the metalsmith Beckett? Uh, Beckett Dow? Yeah. yeah. 
designing their own version. Mm-hmm. And Bess apparently can only make a connection to knockoff purses. Yeah. <laughs> she can't comprehend what they're talking about without relating it to knockoff purses. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Yes. And also, come on, Bess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it fit very well with her character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she was totally invested. She's like, oh, like a knockoff purse? Yeah. And Father Shane says, you know, tell Hannah I warned you away from this. Yeah, because it's dangerous. He's like, that's why Hannah didn't say anything. And so I'm like, ooh, girls, girls, listen. And of course, Mm -hmm. they're not going to. No. Bess calls Ace and she's like, hey, can you look into this for me? And he is on a coffee date with Amanda. Well, she's like, did you come across this with all your Bobsy stuff? Mm, Yes. Yeah. and, And he said that he would have Mr. D keep a lookout for it. And then he does mention to Amanda on the date, oh, Georgia needs a soul splitter. She like nods. I don't think she says anything. She's yeah. just like, oh, anyways, my life, blah, blah, blah. He tells her about the small favors he's been doing. And she's like, why would you do that? And he's like, to stay connected with you, mm-hmm. which he shouldn't have done it. And that was a weird, a dumb reason to do it. But yeah. at least he's like trying to think of other people. Mm-hmm. Amanda doesn't want her repeat offender dad in jail. So she tells Ace, I don't know where he is. If I did, I wouldn't tell you. That really bothered me because Ace did make a mistake in helping Bob C. And it ended up being something that he is legitimately in trouble for. Like Mm -hmm. he did a crime accidentally, but he still like did a thing. But Amanda is telling him like if i knew where my repeat offender father who should be in jail is i'm not telling you because you'll put him in jail yeah i would rather you go to jail than my father who deserves to be right yeah is that not what like basically what she said to him Um, yeah that's what she said i was so upset yeah and then later in the episode we find out that maybe she was playing him a little bit but her motives and her actions are still not good yeah i was very upset i will pick my notebook back up now (laughs) (laughs) and then we go back in the tunnels with nancy and ryan and some moths fly around yeah moths like temperance had a moth in that episode Mm -hmm. and then uh they find the cage they're taking pictures and nancy's like take all the pictures you can and take anything that'll fit in your pockets so was this scene really dark for you my tv is in front of a bunch of windows and i watched it with the sunlight coming in and so it was a little hard for me to see was it dark for you or was it just my lighting situation uh so i had the brightness turned up okay i usually do whenever i watch nancy uh, because I find that issue at other episodes. So I didn't really notice it here. Okay. Cool. I Yeah, I, was, I got closer to the television. But yeah, so it's dark. They're taking a bunch of pictures. And that creepy doll is there. Yeah. And Nancy's just like, huh. I'm going to take this. <laughs> and there's like whispering voices when she grabs a doll. Put it down. Put it down. Mm-hmm. Then the lights go out. And then she gets her flashlight. And... There's a monster. And they run. Yeah. And that's a good time for us to take a break. All right. We will be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. Nancy and Ryan get cornered and the monster's there staring at them with his little claw. Yeah, they're stuck at this dead end. I love the shadow of they run by and then you just see his hat. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really good. The hat now is almost comical because everyone Mm -hmm. keeps referring to him as the monster with the hat, the hat guy. Yeah, there has to be something about the hat. Oh, I'm sure we'll find out what is up with this creature. Yeah. Were you concerned for either of these two characters' lives? Actually, in this episode, no. It happened really fast. In general, I am concerned for Ryan. I mean, Ryan and Nancy did just have a really cute moment together. Mm -hmm. This could have been a really tragic way to 
end that. Yeah. But also she's standing right there. That would have been mortifying. That would have been terrible. So we find out that the creature is pointing at the doll. Yeah. She's like, give it a <laughs> Yeah. Nancy's like, I think it wants a doll. And Ryan's like, then give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of just like unceremoniously just like drop it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, throw it. Yeah. <laughs> or like, here you go. I gift you this. Have a great day. But then she's just like, drop. <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of shimmies around and then stops. And she's like, why didn't it kill us? And Ryan's like, let's not stick around to find out. <laughs> right. Like, it might change its mind. <laughs> then we go to Amanda walking up on Mr. Bobsy on a boat. Not even in water, just a boat. Mm-hmm. And my honest immediate thought was Ace had better have followed her. Oh, I did not think that at all. Oh, really? Yeah. I was I was like, get him! Get him now! Yeah, I... I, I I thought that was going to happen. And it does. I was really hoping that she was going to turn him in because I wanted her to redeem herself so that I could like her. Fair. So we said it. Ace pops up. And Amanda, before before Ace does that, Amanda is trying to get Bobsy to turn himself in. And he just starts laying on the guilt to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, take me in the boat. Like, drive me away. And at that moment... I did ha- I did have a change of heart in in the sense of wondering like maybe she's going to drive him to the jail in his boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but then Ace shows up and with the police and everything he's like Amanda wait. So but it's good because now he can be cleared and we don't have to have this ongoing thing of worrying about Ace going to jail. And I guess we'll get into it. Because she clearly was playing and setting up this whole thing. She yeah. knew exactly how everyone was going to act. Yeah. And she still gets mad at Ace. Yep. But we'll get over there. First, we go back to Ryan and Nancy. And she's like, the moths are coming in from a different entrance. There has to be somewhere. And then they end up finding the ladder. Pretty sure the moths aren't coming from that ladder. <laughs> they climb down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they take it up and... I, I like this moment where Ryan's like, how do you know that something worse isn't up there? And Nancy's like, I'm never sure of that. And then just go straight ahead. Yeah, that's part of the risk of who she is. She just has to go with her gut. If she second guesses herself too much, she puts herself and other people in danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she puts them in danger either way. Yeah, but yeah. Stay, staying down where you know there's a demon thing, definitely bad. Going up may be okay. Mm-hmm panicking and doing nothing not a good option no not at all so they pop up in this little room and ryan's like it's like an escape room and i'm like okay so you're referencing this like last few years trend of these escape rooms where people put themselves in these rooms and it's like Mm -hmm. a game to like get out or whatever oh yeah but also it's literally an escape room you were still trying to escape yeah so it I didn't love that, but it did look kind of like a cute, like there was a lot of weird things in there and there's like a fake door in the wall. When I heard escape room, I was thinking panic room. Like that's what I was thinking of in my head. Maybe. So that changes it. No, I think you're right. I think I just thought I was picturing the wrong thing. Gotcha. Yeah, because there there was enough like it it was decorated in such a way and it was small and there were like weird like there's a bird cage like like, there's like enough weird things that it could have been one of those you pay to like figure out clues and try to escape. Mm -hmm. So they open up and go through the door. I was nervous. Mm -hmm. The music here was all intense. And then uh, was it Bess screams? Yeah. Because she sees them and... Ask George if she can see them too. I, yeah, that was a nice moment. Yeah. Because there's so many ghosts and so many weird things happening that mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. But you yeah. wouldn't expect them just to pop up through a wall. No. Good thing it was just her and George hanging out. It wasn't best doing something with somebody else. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> then we go to Carson telling Ace that DA Rosario has agreed to full immunity. Good. She should have. Good for Ace. Mm-hmm. And Ace doesn't look like super thrilled. But, I mean, he's happy, but he's obviously upset about how this all had to go down. Yeah. And he asks Carson about the soul splitter. Uh, Yeah, and Carson said that it wasn't on the list of things that they apprehended, but he'll keep his eyes open for it. So I do like that Ace still is, like you were saying before, he's thinking of other people. He still has a lot going on in his life, but 
he knows that this is important for George, so he wants to make sure he can do what he can to help. Yeah, because he's a good guy, yeah. even though someone is soon about to guilt him into thinking he might not always be the good guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But first, his father shows up. Shows up with some kugel from his mom. Very specifically telling Ace, you know, your mom said you can move back in. Your mom sent you this food. You know, your mom wants you to come back so we can work things out together. And Ace says, no, I'm, I'm working on finding another job. I'm going to stay, but thank you. Good for him. Yeah. And then the dad's like, oh, well, your mom would like you to come to Shabbat dinner. He's like, I can do that. Yeah. So that was good. So they're mm-hmm. working on things. It's going to be a slow process, but Ace isn't going to go backwards and move back in. So yes. I like that. Yes, I, I do too. And <laughs> the historical society, they're blocking the door. Nick is there now. Mm-hmm. So he's shown up. And they're talking about this, the Frozen Hearts killer, that it doesn't kill randomly. And it's super attached to that dowel. And uh, Nancy said that in that the memory weave that they did with Trot, that Temperance had like a weird reaction to that doll. Mm. They also mentioned that um, the victims have something in common, which I was excited about because I had been trying to figure out what that was mm-hmm. earlier. So it'd be interesting to see if that goes anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, the doll, um, you had pointed it out in the previous episode when you first saw it. So I'm really excited to see what that is. So now they think, well, what if he's coming up through, you know, what if this monster is coming up through the historical society? I think it might be. Nick's like, well, I installed all the security cameras. So let's go ahead and watch that. Did your brain go to, uh uh-oh, we're going to see Bess and Addie? It did not. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I was on top of it this episode. (laughs) I was like, oh God, we're going to see Bess and Addie. (laughs) Only because we had mentioned Addie. Yes. This episode. Yeah, if that hadn't been a storyline, I wouldn't have thought back to that uh, that scene. Yeah. But before we get that gem of a scene, we have to go back to Amanda. So she supposedly knew that Ace would follow her. And she says, now he's, meaning her dad, safe and he doesn't hate me. So she's taking credit for locking up Bobsy. Do you buy it? I think so, because I also think she went to get her dad's keys i think she played him to be able to get the keys so she could give the storage key to ace to settle her debt with george and all that yeah so she really annoys me but i i feel like what she was thinking was ace is going to follow me this is going to happen but if i can get my dad to turn himself in that would be better so Mm -hmm. i'm going to try and hopefully I can. But if not, Ace will just follow me here. Yeah. But if the dad had turned himself in, would Ace have gotten off or would Ace have still been in trouble? Because wasn't it about Ace? Like, didn't Ace need to help in order to get himself immunity? Uh, I think they just needed to get Bobsy back. And that having him there would help clear his name. Sure. I don't know. It's a little bit shady. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm just curious about all of Amanda's, like, what, how far was she thinking ahead? Yeah. But I do think that she had some sort of feelings for Ace. I just think that all three Bobsies are going to put themselves. I think Mr. Bobsies always can put himself number one. Mm-hmm. I think Gil and Amanda care about one another and will put them and their father above anyone else. Yes. And I that's their biggest flaw. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's her biggest flaw. Gil has other issues. No, I think you're exactly right. So this scene, this scene, like I've, I've not joked, but I've talked through this episode anyways about how I was hoping that they would break up and everything. And in the long run, I'm glad they did. But I do feel like she felt bad about it or sad about it. I don't know. What did you think about her? You think you're always the good guy line? The way we're introduced to the Bobsies, they had this like stolen mirror thing and they were trying to get them to buy it from them. So it's like... They've always been like on a fine line between good and bad. And she Mm -hmm. had her job at the hotel. And then they also were like the managers at the the trailer park, I think. And whereas he's, you know, a good old white boy that was raised by his cop father. And so he always thinks that he's doing the right thing because he could never be wrong. I think that it was like coming from that direction. Yeah, it's interesting. It's hard because I want to root for her. But she's done so many things that I'm like, girl, you're not helping yourself. Yeah. 
So this episode, I would like to think that her goal was to convince her dad to turn himself in. Yeah. That was her main plan. But she did do the right thing in letting Ace follow her. I feel like if she hadn't, like she knew Ace was going to follow her. So if she didn't want her dad caught, she wouldn't have gone there. Right. So I do think her, she got the thing done, but her motives are a little murky. Yeah. And the comment about Ace, like, I mean, every perception is a big part of things. And I do think, I don't think she's like an awful human being. I just think like in this situation, Ace is a better person than you are. Yeah. But she also does have a point because when Grant was around and trying to get to know Ace, he talked about how they're, they're very different. And Ace is a great friend to his friends. Yes. But not to everyone else well yeah i mean he was a jerk to <laughs> he was a jerk to grant before he knew they were brothers yeah yelling at him into the kitchen so mm-hmm. yeah I, I would be i'm curious to see where they go with the bobsies because i feel like this is the end of part of it but i don't think we're done with gil and amanda right and we certainly don't need any more podcasts to do but it, since we're going to do the Tom Swift one, but if the Bobsies got a spinoff, I think it'd be really interesting to see how they would become protagonists because mm-hmm. they are so much more willing to bend and break rules and their motivations are more selfish. So I, I her comment about him thinking he's the good guy, I would be curious to see what a show would be of her being the good guy from her perspective. Yes. Just made me think. Yeah. But they broke up. Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! More importantly. (laughs) But sad for Ace because he is very upset. But first, we're back at the historical society. (laughs) And there is nothing going on the night of Jay Kazin's murder. So they go back further and, oh, there's Bess and Addie. I took a picture. Uh, I like paused the screen i sent you a picture (laughs) with all the window reflections and everything in my house (laughs) it was so funny it was i loved all the reactions they all made sense george was cracking up she was having a great time she Um, got excited yeah and nancy was laughing and like oh nick Nick like felt like he shouldn't be watching (laughs) (laughs) and Bess was mortified (laughs) She spins the computer. It was such a short thing, but all four of them like nailed that. Yes. She spins the computer around and <laughs> they're all just kind of like, you know what? Why don't you just keep, or she offers, I think she's like, I'll, I'll keep watching. And Nancy's like, let us know if you see anything, you know, related to the case. Yeah. <laughs> and then George goes over and tells Bess, you know, risk a rejection. Ask her on the second date. She'd be crazy to say no. Aw. Yeah, very sweet. George can be very sweet at times. And speaking of sweet, Nancy tells Ryan that Carson never dislocated his shoulder for me. Aw. Which was really cute. It was. And then, of course, she's like, he also didn't fall on a hole. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and as Ryan, he's icing his arm. He's like, I'm still glad that I came. I was like, oh, yeah. Sweet bonding. And then Ace pops in and Nancy sees there's something going on. She's like, are you Okay. And he just says, undecided. He will be. He will be. And she's not taken. They're both single right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's going to take a minute. Right. And I still kind of holding out hope for some sort of Nancy and Park thing. But that's probably not happening right now. I hope it does. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Walking dead. Walking dead. (laughs) He's magically dead. Then we have George apologizing to Nick for holding on to the argument. And Nick wanted to feel connected to her. And it's just a nice little moment of them. And I'm glad that we can move on. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I I was upset that you called me out. But, you know, sometimes you hide things too. Like you haven't been back to Florida ever since you came to Horseshoe Bay. Do you think we're going to get to that? Do you think we're going to get more of his family? I think so. Because he told her that he admired that she saw her bio dad and that he hopes that that will rub off on him. So I think definitely foreshadowing to that. We've already met his mom, but we haven't met anyone else in this family. 
And they decide they're, or they agree that they are ready to stop fighting. And Bess runs in super excited, freaking out with footage from the night of the blackouts. Yeah. So it was November 27th at 10, 13 PM, but she sees Hannah. Okay. So I had to like rewatch this. Hannah takes the key. Then the blackout happens. And then she goes to the secret door. Oh, wait, what? So did the blackout happen because she took the key? No, the blackout happened because of temperance, disruption stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe that key does more than just open up the monster cage. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Hannah's possessed by temperance. That could be. Temperance was affected by that doll. I've never been super attached to Hannah. Like, I know Hannah from the books, from you telling me you know, her role in those and how this is different. And Mm -hmm. it took a little while for her to show up, right? Did she show up at the beginning of two or the end of one? I think it was in season one. But it was like pretty far in. Yeah, because I think we met her because Tiffany went there. Yep. And so when Nancy was retracing the steps, she, she found her there. She's been helpful and she's been around, but she's never been that like maternal character. She's Mm -hmm. never really... So... I, if she does end up just being some form of evil, cool, because it's a twist on the books, but it doesn't really upset me. Like, she's not a character that I'm like, oh, no, how could they ever? So I don't think she is. I think that she realized what happened. (laughs) And booked it out of town. (laughs) Yeah, maybe she knew that Temperance was there. So maybe she was grabbing stuff and leaving. And maybe she accidentally let the killer out like maybe she was grabbing something else or from her escape maybe room? she was attacked why'd she have that way? secret room if she wasn't up to something shady oh i'm not surprised that the historical society has some kind of secret room with tunnels yeah fair <laughs> yeah the town's got a lot going on i feel like she has we do not have enough information Oh no, it's a mystery show. Yeah. I like if it's as simple as Hannah's just like, let me bring out this killer and have him go kill things. Like I'll be very shocked and disappointed. I don't think it's that. No, I don't think so either. But it's definitely something. She's up to something or something happened. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like what you're saying that maybe she's possessed. Like, I don't know that temperance is doing it, but maybe she was trying to do something good and it backfired. I don't, know though because she seems to be because she got mad at nancy for taking that shroud and she's telling the father the father shane to you know she was aware of the dangers of the soul splitter so like she seems like cautious about these dangerous things so i would be shocked if she like accidentally did something yeah i agree so i i'm leaning more towards possession or she's just a bad egg and we weren't aware maybe she knew that that meant temperance was back And so she was releasing the frozen heart killer to kill Temperance, to stop Temperance. Oh. So I guess we'll see what the connection is between the victims. Because why else did he show up at Icarus Hall? Yeah, good call. Maybe she was trying to send it and she like lost control. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, that's all sorts of fun predictions. But before we get too into any kind of predictions or anything we have for future episodes, Sarah, do you have anything for What's Old Nancy Drew? The segment where you tell me fun connections to previous Nancy Drew stories. Uh, so during the super cute scene with Ryan and Nancy in the woods. and he, I figured. Yeah. He refers to, oh, this must bring back your girl detective days. I mean, that was Nancy Drew, girl detective. Oh, so. cute. Yeah. Was it was the case she was talking about from a book or something? So it is becoming very hard if I just don't know stuff off the top of my head to do the research. Oh, because the show is getting so big. Yeah. And so I did not find anything. So like if you Google the case they're talking about, it's going to bring up this episode. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. And then like there was a reference to like a Pineview Street and there was like a Pineview Motel in one of the books, but I think that's just a common kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool though. All right, Sarah, which one do you want to do first? For MVP. Who did you have for your, the best detective? The super sleuth. Yeah, super Best sleuth. detective. I think I have to say Amanda. So I wanted to say Ace because he like caught Bobsy and he, but all he really did was follow Amanda. Yeah. But she manipulated that whole situation 
and like got so it wasn't sleuthing but she like got ace to follow her and got the key and yeah got her dad and like she did all that but like i don't know i'm just gonna stop i'm just gonna say it's amanda that's my answer what about you i wasn't sure because it didn't seem like a lot of sleuthing went on this episode right after hearing you say amanda i think you're right i think i agree with that i had nancy just because she's nancy drew girl detective yeah, I, I I could see Nancy as well. But yeah, the, the, there was a little more action, a little more character development than actual detecting, mm-hmm. which even though what Amanda did wasn't necessarily detective work, it was still like being smart and being manipulative. Effective, yeah. yeah, effective. All right. What about entertaining? Uh, my top entertaining one was Ryan this week. Yay. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he you has... have any favorite Ryan moments? Lately, I've been really liking everything Ryan's doing. I think he is really developing. You know, he never really matured until now, like the first 36 years of his life or however old he is. Yeah, he never, you know, grew up. Never had to be responsible. Never had to be a team player. Yeah. Um, It's really cool watching him go through all that and his little victories whenever he is being genuine and like has a moment with someone. It's just so pure and just so happy. Mm-hmm. Like not only him, but for the viewer. Yeah. If you had told me in season one that I would end up liking him, I would not believe you. Right. I hated him. Oh yeah. I hated that whole family. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much they planned on keeping Ryan around and how much it's the way that Riley Smith like acts in the way that the fans react to him if that's why they keep him around. That'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Cool. So what's next, Sarah? All right. So next week, you can join us for The Gambit of the Tangled Souls. Ooh. So I'm thinking this has to be related to George and Odette, right? That's so funny how you were so sure just then when I was about to be like, I'm not even going to guess because I'm always wrong. But yeah, that 100% has to be what it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say 99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Twitter. At What's New Nancy D1. And you can follow me on Instagram at BBWSunshine86 if you want to see me trying to talk to Nancy actors. <laughs> awesome. Until next time, fans, keep on sleuthing. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. Prepare thyself for a proclamation from the Dukes of Gaming. Do you love video games? Do you love staying up to date with the latest going-ons of the gaming industry? Do you love shooting the breeze with your friends about all things interactive entertainment? Well, then, fine people, do we have a podcast just for you. Join us at the Dukes of Gaming podcast. Gather around as me and my fellow Dukes bring you the most interesting news, interesting topics, and spicy hot takes from the video game realm every single Monday. If that sounds like a blast to you, subscribe to Dukes of Gaming. No questions asked. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 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 the ad read is over. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.